0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Underdog Podcast. Today I have an incredible guest here with me, Cody. How are you? What's going on? Thanks for having me. Oh my God. I'm so excited to meet you. And like just right before this call, you're like, I just had a student make $10 million. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just like... Lord, show me the way. Right. <laughs> I'm like, this, real estate. it sounds
1: so good to be true though. Doesn't it? Like, yeah, I mean, I get it. I understand that.
0: Hey, they, I know, you know, the tricks of the trade, there's all entitlement and there's a whole lot of political stuff that sometimes goes with land and all of that good stuff. And I'm sure that was very well earned, but it's just, it's just so cool to see what real estate can do, you know? And I'm like, Oh, oh it's the coolest thing ever.
1: Totally 100% and there's all different models out there. Right. And, and there's some that you've heard more about than others. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like my model, you know, it's just the reality is you, most people have never even heard of it and that, and that's okay. Right. Cause the reason you've never heard of it is cause no, one's been teaching it. No, one's been talking about it. And that's why I started my education company a few years ago. Cause I wanted to change that. Right. So yeah, it's cool.
0: It's super cool. Oh, we're going to dig into all that without a doubt. And I always start with this one question because it kind of all brings everything together in the beginning. Now, Cody, like what inspired you on your journey to where you are today? Cause here you are teaching about land, which again, like a lot of people don't share this information because you do make a lot of money off of it. Right. So, yeah. It's yeah. Just, so it just I'm like, I
1: want to know all the things like what inspired you to get to that route. So just touching on what you just said a second ago where you know, I get that sometimes people are saying, Cody, you make so much money doing this. Why would you teach it? Right. Why would you create competition for yourself? You wow. know, and then, and then they might even add, you know, cause we've heard there's limited land, right? Like there's just not enough to go around. And so there's a limited supply and now you're out there teaching people how to do this. And, and here's the reality. One is I don't have a scarcity mindset, right? I'm not worried about creating competition for myself. Okay. Number two, probably someone that was either uneducated or had a political agenda is the one that said there's not enough land out there to go around. Okay. Let me say this to you. I've, I've said this recently in a few different trainings I've done or podcasts or whatever is, is that if Cody Bugin slash Allied development, my development company slash Vestrite, my education company, if us three end up being responsible for all the developable land or land in America being gobbled up, I would be the richest man on the planet by 10x, right? Like who's Elon Musk, right? He'd be nothing compared to my net worth. The reality is, the only reason I'm saying that is because it's not even a thought that crosses my mind there's plenty of land out there to go around. And quite frankly, we have a job, we have a responsibility to go do something with that land and help solve the housing shortage that exists in our country. Right? So we are moving the needle in a, in a positive way. We are making an impact to try to solve that issue because it truly is a crisis. But at the end of the day, I'm going to go one step further. Why did I go start teaching other people how to do what I do? And by the way, if you're gonna learn from someone, make sure they're actually teaching what they do, right? Is that I do this every day. I'm teaching what I do, okay? But why do I do it, okay? It's, you'll find it. I mean, if you if you follow me at all, you'll see it quickly. What do I talk about all the time? I talk about my PIF, purpose, impact, fulfillment, right? I started actually. Yeah. I'm wearing the shirt today. Piff purpose, impact, fulfillment is, is that I had the blessing or, or I was put in a place where I was able to learn something in real estate that most people don't know and understand. And it's not their fault because no one's been teaching it. Okay. But I, I've been blessed with that situation where for 21 years, I've I'm comfortable, I want to be careful that this doesn't come across as ego i'm comfortable calling myself an expert at land that has development potential and what the political process looks like and how it works related to getting what's called entitlements or governmental approval and so man why not why not go make a difference right another one of my slogans is one legacy right you have one legacy i have one legacy anybody listen to this we all have one legacy and every single decision you make or don't make every action you take or don't take, every single moment of your life, you are impacting your legacy in one way or another, okay? And, and you're also impacting the legacy of people that you are touching or influencing or impacting. And so, man, why not go teach this? Why not be a part of helping people in their journey? And you know what? I've had students that have had such success that it's changed their life forever. I had one student recently, you just briefly mentioned, on one deal, they made $10 million, okay? Is, is that he tied up the land for $600,000. Him and his investors put in six hundred and fifty dollars Their basis was 6.65 into the deal, and they sold it for $17 million, okay? And by the way, he didn't have a clue how to do this prior to going through my education company. I mean, talk about path, purpose, impact, fulfillment. I got blessed with this experience. I can go teach it. And I can have that impact on people's lives. Here's the reality that brings me tremendous fulfillment, right? Like I'm gonna go one step further. Okay. I don't even like the word happy. Okay. The word happy is temporary. Here's what I can tell you. Swap the word happy for fulfillment. Okay. We are all searching for fulfillment, whether we know it or not. And I'll even say this. If you aren't making a positive impact in the world, you don't have a shot in hell at true lasting fulfillment. So why did I start teaching it? Cause I don't have a scarcity mindset and I wanted fulfillment in my life. And I wanted to create a legacy that I'm proud of. That's why.
0: I love that. I love it. You're preaching to the choir here, Cody, because I'm really on that same same journey and same path too. Like, you know, I was crushing it in development, started when I was 21, like absolutely demolished the game here in Boston, Mass. By the time I was 27, hit my first net seven figure year, made it to Forbes, Time Magazine, all this cool stuff. And then like you, you get paid out and then it's like, all right, oh my God, this is so cool. Uh, now what? And you just sit there. Like you mentioned fulfillment. Like most people are like, I'm going to work till I get to that number. You know, it's an entrepreneur's dream, right? And that seven figures. But like I can tell you and you can too, you can attest to the fact that you can get there. You still may not be fulfilled. May or may not be.
1: Also, I'll say this. Yeah. If you think the fulfillment is in the money, I'll tell you, you won't get it. Okay. Money's just a tool. I had a substantial net worth in my mid-20s. Okay. And then I lost most of it in the great recession at the end of the day, the money is, I mean, it's just a tool. It's just, that's all it is. It's not the destiny, right? It's just not. And you know, you mentioned a second ago, you know, entrepreneurs, and I get this question, Cody, what's your number? I don't have the number people. You know what I have going, you know what I want? I've been blessed with opportunity. Mm-hmm. Okay. I want to stand before the Lord someday or I want to look in the mirror at myself and say, you know what? I did what I could with the responsibility that was given to me to go and capture all this opportunity that was right there, right? Is that it's my job to take the responsibility of the opportunity that was given to me and to go capture on it hmm No specific number. Make sense?
0: Makes total sense. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, and that's the one thing that, that gets me, too. You know, I think about it, and I sit there, and I'm like, man. So, like, at the end of life, you know, some people think this is very morbid, but I can tell that you don't think so, so I'll share it with you. You know, when God, universe, whatever it is that you believe in, when you get sure. to that point in time, when they ask, you know, what have you done with your gifts that we've been giving you? You want to say like I gave it every damn thing I got,
1: right? One hundred percent.
0: And bless the world with it. That's really what it comes, what it comes down to. Real estate can change your life. It's a wealth vehicle, you know. And that's sure a powerful thing that one can have to learn how to leverage, how to do the things. And like, it's just, it, it's a huge passion of mine and can tell it's a huge passion of yours. And like, I'm just interested Cody, like, what did you want to be when you grew up? Like, what was your childhood dream? Cause
1: I'm like, Uh, you know, I, (laughs) you know, (laughs) we're the result a lot of times of the environment we grew up in. Right. We all know that, right. Like I didn't grow up in an environment that dreamed like this, right. Or that was focused on fulfillment. Like, I don't even know if that word was ever even used in my household growing up, right? So it's like, it's just that I just, my world has gotten so much bigger as far as exposure and thought process and mindset and emotions and physical, like everything, right? My world's just, if you looked at how I grew up versus how I spend my time and energy and focus today, it's like polar opposite. Right. But I'll just tell you this. Okay. There's a picture behind me. Let's see right there. That's my grandfather. I pull inspiration from him here and there. He, unfortunately, he passed away when I was 14 years old, but he was, he was a real estate professional, fairly, really successful actually. And, um, unfortunately I wasn't able to learn much from him because of, you know, him passing and and whatnot. But I do, I do pull inspiration there and I was going to go be an architect. Okay. He had me convinced that I should go become an architect. And so my original thinking is, is that I was going to go off to college and become, you know, I didn't have any thoughts of commercial or residential or whatever, but that was kind of the path that I was thinking. And I can't even remember, man, back when I was in, even in high school, right? Like I had this thought if I could just make a hundred grand a year, dollars. you know, and so it's just funny, you know? And so, And so, I mean, obviously I think much different than that today, but I think it's a lot of that is just constantly putting myself in positions to get uncomfortable, right? Is that I've always need to be a little bit uncomfortable and that causes us to grow, to level up, to mature, to find wisdom. You know, like I've been on this journey the last several years to try to become how humble can I become? Cause I have this desire to be a wise man and like right here I'm I don't have I only have a couple sticky notes on my computer right here and uh, by the way I'm I, you know what hell I've never even said I've never done this before but I'm going to do it just on this podcast right here I have three sticky notes and I don't even use sticky notes I hate paper first one relates to wisdom and humility it's proverbs 11, 2, and it says pride leads to disgrace but with humility comes wisdom okay mm-hmm. I strive to be a humble man second one because my personality i'm very driven i i everybody in my company including myself we all went through this this profiling and it's called the cvi or the core value index by a company e-rep and everybody goes through it and what happens is I have this personality called this builder and a builder is is like a director if you've ever read the platinum rule and so i'm just i'm hardcore i drive hard i'm you know and so what happens is is sometimes you aren't the most tender individual right so another sticky note i have here on my computer says 10 deposits one withdrawal right so meaning that i'm constantly i try to deposit into people before i go my natural tendency which is the withdrawal Okay. And then my last one is a sticky note that my wife gave me. She gives me, leaves me amazing notes all the time. This particular one, I just happened to sticky note to my computer. And it says, I love you. So proud of you. You've got this, right? So I must, who knows what I was doing at the time that she said, I got this, but I just never sticky note. I have on my computer. So <laughs> there
0: you go. That Cody. Well, like, you keep it top of mind. you know what I mean? Like these are yeah. almost Version of the affirmations well affirmations I don't even know what I was yeah, yeah. But affirmations are so crazy powerful right and like you're yeah. that into the universe you're making that happen which is so so beautiful and I love yeah. what art is with all of this which is the key to abundance and success I I go by this phrase all the time and it's a very like the most successful entrepreneurs have a very specific energy and mm. then when I heard this phrase it changed my life because I was sitting in the room and you know, a lot of people quote Tony, Tony Robbins, but I'm going to quote him mm. anyway, because this like blew me out of the water and sitting there at a real estate conference. And he was like, yeah, business is a spiritual game.
1: Mm. No, that is very similar to pivoting point in my life, but that is so good. That is so good
0: about it. Cause it's like, you know, when you start to realize that, like what you said, you know, put in 10 deposits, one withdrawal, like that's the, like the most successful people I've ever met in my life are the givers. Right. And mm-hmm. like, yeah, sure. You can be a taker. and You, you're going to get like mm-hmm. only so far, you know, and then mm-hmm. you're just a plateau and sit there. I've seen it mm-hmm. time again. Amen. And it's, Amen. and it's the givers that you're like, Oh my God, they're like blowing things out of the water. They've yeah. got a it's mindset. They're like, man, I don't care. Take my formula. Here it is. Go make 10 mil like you. Right.
1: Yeah like yeah. giving
0: it to your students given the power to them it's like the yeah. universe going to pay you back tenfold not that you're asking for it but so it just happens you know so i'd love to hear about that moment of yours that would be <laughs> so cool tell me about it
1: i'll tell you so i'll give you i'm trying to be brief here but so i went through it's called my loser stage okay so i um i was running the risk of potentially going to prison for 5 years right and that's a whole another story okay and that was a tough time my that was a you tough time in have- my life what was that
0: You can recap it. It's underdog, right?
1: Oh, oh, oh. oh. So there's this thing called structuring, okay? You know, most people don't even know that it's a law. And whether you know it's a law or not, if you do it, you're guilty, okay? And so what happened is when the real estate market started coming back in like 11, 12, I had cash in my safe because when the market started tanking, And it almost took me under in the Great Recession, but it didn't. I started selling all my toys and all my toys were paid for with after-tax dollars. You know, I don't know, four-wheelers or boats or RVs or whatever was in my shop, right? I started selling all this stuff, did bills of sale on it all, but I had everybody pay me in cash because I wanted to stack the cash in my safe because we didn't know what was coming, right? Like. There was runs on banks and blah, blah. And and we wanted to stack the cash in our safe just to be safe for a rainy day. We didn't know what was coming, right? So anyways, and I and I kept a log of every single cash deposit I made in my safe and everything. Well, I, I wanted to get that cash back in the system as the system started coming back and a few of my friends said, Cody, don't go. And it wasn't a ton of money, but well, it's all relative, I guess. But they said, Cody, don't go put all that cash in the system all at once. The IRS is going to be all over your ass, right? They're going to, they're going to be all over you. And they're like, no, Cody, go put the money in numerous banks, numerous deposits over numerous weeks and keep them all below 10 grand. So that you don't have to fill out that form. I was like, okay, I, okay. I guess I'll do that. I don't want the IRS, you know, all over me for, you know, this big cash deposit. Well, shit. What I didn't realize is what I did is illegal you know or it's considered a felony right and so luckily and it's to catch people that are laundering money right and so you know several months later my wife calls me she says you need to get home and I said why don't you get home she said well Cody there's two IRS agents at the front door I'm like oh shit and then I call my attorney I'm like there's agents in my front door and I, was, I said dude the IRS usually sends letters They don't send two agents to your front door. Well, kind of find out I was being pursued for what's called structuring. And uh, luckily, I had all those bill of sales, right? And I had that log of every cash deposit. And, And the reality is I was easily able to prove that all that money was after tax dollars. But it took two years. Even me pursuing the feds, trying to get it settled, it took like two years. And when you think you might go to prison for five years, it, that's tough. And I and I broke one of my golden rules. I'm not a big fan of the victim mentality, right? Don't me wrong. There's true victims out there. But, you know, when you go through a tough time or you fall flat on your face or you're going, like, victim mentality is really not going to get you anywhere. And so well, I chose to self-medicate, right? I chose to get drunk three or four nights a week, right, and escape reality. And I did that for, like, two years, two and a half years, uh, maybe even three years. But... I tell you that story cause I was going to something else is, is that what really helped pull me out of that loser stage. I call it is I heard a sermon at church that I'd never heard before in my life. And I always looked at believing in faith as the same thing. And the sermon was basically in summary, just because you believe doesn't mean you have faith. Okay. And so, and they were talking about my spiritual relationship with the Lord that, yeah, I believe in the Lord, but am I truly exercising faith in the Lord. And I came out of that, and I realized I was a control freak and then I tried to control everything. And then I started relating that message to really everything in my life, right? Some new business. I want to go achieve some, something, some new division of my company, some project I'm trying to get, whatever it is. I don't give a shit what it is at the end of the day. Okay. I have one of my shirts. One of one of my sayings is believe action, faith. Okay. At First you need to believe it's possible. You need to believe in yourself. You need to believe in whatever it is. Okay. First step is believe. Second, when I think where a lot of religious people skip over this step when it comes to our relationship with the Lord and is, is that they go, they skip over this really important step, right? And that's action is that if I hear one more person say, oh, if it's meant to be, it'll be right. Like, you know, bullshit, like take the action, do your part, hoe your field. And at the end of the day, the vegetation is up to the Lord or, or the, whatever you believe in, right? It's up to faith what you need to realize is that first you need to believe second, you need to take action and three, which is by the way, the majority of the percentage majority of the pie is faith. Very little of what actually happens is within your control. And until you start embracing the idea of faith or the spiritual side of life, like Tony was talking about, there was a pivot point in your life. Until you start embracing the idea of faith, you will never have an opportunity of true peace in your life. As soon as I realize I don't have peace going on in the moment or in the situation, the day, the week, whatever, I can instantly start thinking about, you know why? Because I'm not exercising my faith muscle, right? Like faith is actually the majority of the game. Right. So there you go. I love that, Cody.
0: Thank you so much for sharing that. And yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. People think like that in their in their lives. What's meant to be will be, and the destiny. And I'm like, so that means you're just not going to take any action. You're just going to let shit come to you. I want you to
1: say I'm lazy,
0: right? Like moving with intention is the most critical piece of all of this, right? Believing and saying, right. or like having those conversations with God, right? And like really sitting down, like, what is it that you want me to do? All right, let's let's channel that. Let's put that down. Let's figure out what it is, and then all of a sudden. You're like, oh my God, Pam, like, you know, when I was like sitting there and I was just in prayer and it was just silence, like, you know, this came to me and this came to me and I'm like, oh, you, that that that's probably means that you're, that's part
1: of your mission, right? Yeah. So and even know, if you don't, and if, uh, you know, fine, you don't believe in God or you don't believe in Jesus, right. whatever. Fine. Have faith in the universe. All right. I'm saying is come to the realization you're in control of very little of the process and that you're going to have to have faith in something. Otherwise, you're going to live a miserable life. Okay. Otherwise, you are not going to ever be exposed or have an opportunity to what peace actually truly feels like. Hundred thousand percent, Cody. hundred thousand yeah.
0: percent. You got to have that faith that you know when you're getting that information from God, universe, whatever it is that you believe in yeah. yourself, like your higher self, whatever it is, whatever it may be. You have to trust that connection and then take action on it because then it's like yeah. it's like you know the coach is going to give you the plays if you don't do plays you're not winning (laughs) like so good period you know and so i love that i love that so like in real estate like how did you fall into that arena i know you mentioned (laughs) your grandfather was
1: yeah 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 but he was yeah there was no connection there what happened is uh straight up i thought i was going to college and said the (laughs) i had a little different path i went Uh, i got my high school girl from pregnant had my son three months out of high school. I actually got married two months out of high school. I went into the flooring union just to be able to get health insurance so I could pay for my son. So I was in the trades. I was in the flooring industry. I did that for about the first five years of my career. I only did the union, by the way, for about three months, but I got my health insurance. And, uh, but anyways, a lot of these, um, I ended up, running a flooring business but a lot of these home builders land developers were my clients because we were doing all their houses and so and uh and so i just kind of got exposed to it and you know and so in 2002 i was what 24 years old i made the leap of faith i had a partner for the first couple of years but i literally just made a leap and i and i jumped into home building and land development and and that's where you know we can give my my grandfather some credit for inspiration because that's what he was right and so it's kind of, I've never looked back. I mean, don't get me wrong. The great recession was not fun and I lost 90% of my net worth. And the only reason I went bank or didn't go bankrupt, like so many people around me is just because I was in numerous states and some states got hit before others. And so I was able to make some moves, but uh, it was not because I was any smarter, you know? And so i have just been playing this game and I've been, and I've been mastering it and I've learned the do's and the don'ts and, and and I've am now teaching a very specific niche within the land development industry that doesn't have the exposure or the risks or the or the capital requirements that is required to be a full-fledged land developer. I teach you how to bring value to a deal. We call it a value add model. Sometimes people without learning my model, they'll say, Okay, you're a land wholesaler. And I it's like a it's like cussing at me. We are the <laughs> furthest thing from a land wholesaler, right? wholesalers bring no value to the asset that's all we focus on is bringing value to the asset right and so i mean did i think i was going to be here you know 21 years later now teaching this stuff and and being a part of changing people's lives forever no but damn i'm thankful i have much gratitude it's really special
0: it's the coolest thing in the world and i mean you're students can attest to it. I mean, like your student just made 10 million off a deal. Like that yeah. is, that is like the pinnacle of success and fulfillment. I feel like when you can pass that knowledge yeah. on to someone and really see them thrive in it is like the coolest thing ever. So, and I know, I've told you even before the call, I'm like, I've had people ask me about you <laughs> and what yeah. you
1: like yeah. before i even met you so definitely walk me through the model a little bit and like how yeah that- yeah yeah for sure are so like- what i'll do it i'm gonna i'll make sure before we get off today i'm gonna one I'll, I'll walk you through quickly what the model is yeah and then i'm gonna if you if you're okay with it i'm gonna give you i'm gonna give you all a link where you can go and get one of my ebooks for free and gobble up a bunch of amazing content And I would be amazed. I can't guarantee or I'd get in trouble by legal, but I would be amazed if you don't come out the other side of that ebook much more knowledgeable and that much more powerful as a real estate expert or investor. So my model, let's just try to keep it simple. I specialize in prospecting off market raw land that has development potential. Okay. Key points there off market. Why off-market? Because I want to be in control of my own deal flow. If I'm always sitting around waiting for a broker to call me or for a piece of property to be listed, my business is very unpredictable and very difficult to scale or keep consistent because I'm not in control of my own deal flow. Deal flow is everything. Without deal flow, you have nothing, okay? Second was not just land, but land that has development potential. The reason we make the kind of money we make is because of the development potential, okay? So what we do is we identify that raw land that has development potential, find ready-willing sellers, get the property under contract, and then we take it through what's called the entitlement process, or some people refer to it as like the land use process or the governmental approval process. I really don't care what you call it. At the end of the day, we take that raw land and we turn it into an approved development. Now, just to be clear, full disclosure, my company, we will also develop the land if we see it to be the right move, or we would even build homes if we wanted to. We've built hundreds and hundreds of homes, but we specialize on in, in what we teach and what we do with almost all of our projects is we take it through that governmental approval process, we turn it into an approved development, and then we sell it to one of our clients. Okay. And so, and we sell it to them in a pretty little bow, all approved, ready for development. And they love us for it because of two reasons, three reasons. One, they wouldn't have the deal if it wasn't for me, because it was more than likely off market. Yep. Two is they would rather not deal with entitlements or governmental approvals. Cause that's not what they specialize in. That's not what they're good at. My clients are home builders. Okay, they want to build homes. And so they are construction companies. So the governmental approvals, entitlements and all that, it's not what their companies are built to do. On that note, it also saves them time, right? Because they don't have to go through that process. But quite frankly, I'd say one of the biggest reasons why is because I happen to sell to like big home builders, publicly traded companies, and they have very rigid box they got to work within policies and procedures, right? And A lot of times to be really good at entitlements or getting a property owner comfortable selling to you, you've got to figure out what the hot buttons are. If there's anything you could learn from me is figure out the hot buttons. You want to put together win-win deals with the property owner. You want to get your projects approved with the, with the jurisdictions, figure out their hot buttons and take care of their hot buttons. And you can win everywhere else. And that's how you do a win-win deal. And at the end of the day, my clients aren't able to go outside their box. So they oftentimes can't take care of those hot buttons. Okay. And so two more things I want to add. One is we usually pay property owners three times to 10 times the as is value of their property. Okay. But the key is I don't close on their property until I get it approved for development. Understand development potential doesn't mean shit. Okay. Until you get the development approved, you have nothing more than what's there right now. Okay. And so if I'm going to pay for a diamond, I got to make sure it's a diamond and it's not a diamond until it's approved. Okay. And so people say, well, how do you get people to wait 12, 18 months to get paid? Well, let me ask you this. Let's act like you own the property. Okay. Billy, I can pay you 200 today for your property and close it like a normal real estate transaction in 30 to 60 days. Or I might be able to pay you 600, a million, maybe even 2 million. If you'll wait 12 to 18 months for me to pay you, Billy, what would you like to do? Can I tell you in 21 years, I've never had the Billy say I'll take the 200 today. They would much rather get the million in 12 to 18 months. Okay. Then here's where it's really fun through a double closing simultaneous closing. I use my buyer's money to pay the seller and I make my profits out of the middle for the value add model that I do. I increased the value of that asset, right? I took the raw land, I turned it into an approved development. I used my buyer's money to pay my seller and I make my profits out of the middle because I did something that that brought value, right? And the seller loves me, right? I cared about the seller's one legacy because I paid them more than what the property was worth as is. My buyer loves me because he's gonna be able to feed his home building machine and help fix this housing shortage in America, right? And the jurisdiction loves me because I listened to what their hot buttons were and I took care of them and their hot buttons. Mm -hmm. And I got paid. The magic happens, people hear me out here. You wanna make real money? The magic happens when when you bring value, okay? In my business model, I bring value to the seller. I bring value to the jurisdiction. I bring value to the buyer and last, but one of the most important for the big paydays is I brought value to the asset. Yes. I increased the value of the asset. Why do wholesalers can't make a substantial amount of money? Cause you're not bringing value to enough of those four items. Right. Does that make sense? Makes sense. So yeah, there you go
0: win-win for everybody i mean yeah it could take you know takes a little bit of time it's a lot of red tape sometimes Yeah. You know you're playing right that's where the yep. relationships and all of that come in which is amazing i love that well the reason also why i love that is so i've i've been in construction development flips and all of that stuff and like yeah construction's intense like it mm-hmm. it, it, it could be very time consuming expensive and all that stuff and like here you're deal making which is so yep. cool and you're making your money yep. in the and you're like all right peace out see you. you can go take the next two years to go build that while i go out and do more deals
1: totally yep because the entitlement process isn't capital intensive the real capital starts and the debt starts when you decide to put a shovel in the ground okay and so we're exiting majority of the time and what we teach is you exit before the shovel goes in the ground but hey mm-hmm. before i forget let me drop this link then related to that Go to VestRight, which is my education company, V E S T R I G H T, vestright.com slash underdog. And you can go there and get my free ebook. What do we call it? Actually, I lied. I have a fourth sticky note that I put up here just now because I can never remember the, the name of my own ebook. It's called seven figure raw land paydays. I hate the title, but we'll change it at some point. But it's seven figure raw land payday. You can go get a free copy of that and just you can eat up about my model and what else, what it's all about.
0: I absolutely love that, Cody. I absolutely love that. I love those gems that you dropped. This is not really talked about in real estate, right? Like hot buttons are like flips and wholesaling and, you know, buy and hold and burn yeah. and all that stuff. And like, this is something that people don't talk about. And I'm like, there's so much money in this. It's like, not even funny. So like, I hear yeah. you I worked on a bunch yeah, of, yeah. and I'm like, oh, I know exactly what he's talking about. Like, this is that's where the real money is, and I know people have made stupid money in entitlements too. So, I'm based here in Boston, but like the ones who have the relationships in the city, they're making like redonkulous. And then they exit again when the shovel goes in the ground, like you yeah. said. Amazing, amazing. But oh. if
1: you want, here's the thing: if you want to have a, so we're we we have one office, but we're scaling all over the country right now, like 13 states, 23 markets. But guess what? So we're constantly building new relationships, the new jurisdictions. You want to know how you build a relationship really, really quickly with a buyer, with a seller, with a jurisdiction? I don't care who. Actually, give a shit about what they want, Mm -hmm. give a shit about their story, care about their goals, find out what's important to them. So many people try to look at the jurisdiction as the enemy. How about we shift your mindset and you look at them as your partner? how would you figure out how to take care of their hot buttons now, all of a sudden, knock on wood, thank the Lord in 21 years, any project that I've actually attempted to go get approvals on I've gotten approved. Yes. I've never not got i I've never had a project denied. Okay. And why? Because I actually take the time to figure out what's important to them mm-hmm. and how can I make that happen? And the deals still work, right? Pick your damn battles. Leave your ego outside. Leave it at the doorstep. Jeez, be willing to fall on a sword for the jurisdiction to make them look good to the public. Because you got to remember, they're elected officials. Like, fall on a sword for them. Make them look amazing. Make them look like they took a pound of flesh out of you. Because they want to look good to the public, right? And so, like, just, I don't know. I I, I could go off about this stuff. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> I, love I love
0: it though. I love it, Cody. Truly, yeah. no, but it's it's so true, right? Like these are all tips because again, you're going to be you're in entitlement. You are going to be dealing with politics. Period. There's no way around mm-hmm. it. No, mm-hmm. like, and and it's the same thing. Like anything, you want to be successful in business, the key to negotiation is understanding what the both sides want, right? And if you totally. can get that, and and what's Zig Ziglar that talks about? You know, if you help enough people get what they want, you'll also yeah yep. principle of apply. Yep totally oh my gosh oh my gosh and cody i have this burning question to ask you. it's my favorite one okay what would your older self tell your younger self based on what you know now business life personal whatever it may be
1: that's a great question there's so many of them i'm trying to pick one i would probably be become a student of your work you know in my 20s i didn't start my personal growth journey working on mindset and working on just all kinds of stuff, right? Endless stuff. I started my personal development journey when I turned 40, okay? Which was, I turned 45 just a few days ago. I've grown more in the last five years than I did the previous 40, right? Like, and there's people in my life that, you know, cause I do masterminds, right? And I read tons of books and I I go to events and I do courses and I do all these things, right? And, and I journal, right? I have eight daily habits and my eight daily habits are very precious to me. Like, and I have friends, you know, that I grew up with that think I'm insane, right? Like, oh, that stuff's all a gimmick. That's a joke. That's a waste. And I'll tell you what, I was the guy saying that stuff, right? And then a f- switch flipped and it was right after, you know, shortly after I heard that sermon, just because you believe doesn't mean you have faith. And when I started actually on that journey, man, if I would have figured that out in my young twenties, like some of these guys that I'm around that are in this stuff in their twenties, I am so excited for them. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, jeez, I just, it would definitely be that. It would definitely be that.
0: I love that Cody. Thank you so much for sharing that. Well, it's crazy. You know, like, I mean, our journeys are just so interesting and our life paths are so different. And it's just so cool to see all the different parallels that kind of happen between that. But I'm, I'm just so excited for your growth and all the amazing things that you're doing and that you're helping people get to. And like, what's going on in your world in like the next, oh, like two, three months, like what, what's happening? Yeah, what's happening? yeah.
1: I'll rattle off a, a few things that are going on, uh, but uh, and then I'm also gonna give you all one more link, okay? You're gonna get uh, early access if you choose to, okay? And I'll explain in a second. But next couple of months, I chose to move my Allied development company. Its headquarters uh, is currently in Dallas, Texas, but I live in Paradise Valley, Arizona, which is Scottsdale. And um, we've just really come to conclusion just how much my energy is important for the company and my passion and my vision. And so we chose to relocate the headquarters and so my headquarters will now be in kirland an area called kirland commons which is um is uh here in scottsdale that's a huge move uh what else i'm launching my next fund uh which is where i'm going to drop you this link so here's the deal okay i launched my first fund a little over a year ago it's in my with my business model right? That I'm the only one that I know of that has a fund in my business model. And so we were trailblazing, like we didn't know if it would flop or if it would, you know, flourish. And thank the Lord, I did one webinar with 173 people on it. And within three and a half, it was about three and a half hours, my fund fully subscribed, right? So it uh, sold out. And then within 24 hours, we oversubscribed and then we, ha- we hit our max number of investors we could have in the fund. We oversubscribed by 38%. Right, within 24 hours and so very cool very neat well i'm getting ready to launch my second fund and so uh, the webinar is on may 24th and at the link i'm going to give you in a second you can go register for that webinar if you want and then we're raising we're raising 15 million and lord willing we believe it'll fully subscribe again with just one webinar you can you can actually get in early if you want and so, you know, up to you, you can go to this link, get the deck, check it out. And if you want to invest, you can maybe because you hear what I'm doing and maybe you love it and you love the model and you love the idea of diversifying and getting involved in it, but you don't want to actually go do it. You can always invest in it. So I'm just going to give you the link because that's going to be, that's going to be super great. It's um, it's Cody Bugan, which is my name, C-O-D-Y last name's Bugan. B as in boy J U-G-A-N, Cody com slash invest and so you can literally get in there right now and make your investment in case you can't attend the webinar or in case you're worried about not getting in in time but um we you know anybody that wants to be a part of it we are beyond grateful have much gratitude to anybody that's willing to support us in this journey so yeah there you go that'll be that'll, that'll be a good one
0: i love that cody thank you so much for sharing that i'm so excited for where that fun goes that's probably gonna subscribe right away within 24 hours and then god willing you're gonna continue that oh okay. i'll
1: keep going yeah yeah it's
0: so exciting cody man you are super inspiring thank you so much for sharing your story the business model like everything like i just i adored it thank you so so much my friend
1: thanks for having me i um you know we have a responsibility to to do what we can to make a difference and to serve and just leave your fingerprint, man, leave it and leave a positive fingerprint, right? A positive impact. So people like yourself, you know, you give me an opportunity to hopefully just touch a few more people. And, and I'm very, very grateful for that. Thank you.
0: Amen to that Cody. I don't even know what else to say, except for Mike drop (laughs) to what you just said, man. Thank you so, so much.